Hey everyone, welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. This is Mike. And Orlando. Now we are in episode... It's five. Episode five. five. Yeah, so it's, you approached me about this episode and you said you wanted to talk about international shipping. I do. And I'm thinking, all right, so previous episodes we're talking about how much money we're making on this item and crazy fine, and you want to talk about shipping. All right, sell me on this. No, Why no, international shipping? Okay, not sh- shipping. I mean, we could do an episode about shipping. I mean, there's a lot of shipping people out there that like to talk about shipping a lot. But international shipping is a big deal. I would say if you want to level up your game, like you have to ship internationally. All right. And and that's I mean, that's good to hear because I already had one. I've only had one offer for international because my international is turned off, right? I don't okay. even have it on. I had one person on a pair of shoes ask me if I'd be willing to ship to I think it was Spain they that they oh, were really? from. And I just I said no. Right. Like I was thinking my mind was like, not worth it, not doing it, but you're saying it's worth it to ship. International. Why'd you say no? I mean, part of it is probably I just didn't realize like I could change the shipping amount on it. But in my mind, I was thinking like I'm I'm charging like twelve dollars for shipping on these shoes. No, I'm not shipping it to Spain. It's going to cost me too much money, right? But wouldn't you like make the buyer pay for the shipping? Well, and see, that's the thing is I I guess I didn't realize like I didn't even think about like I could change the pricing on on it. Like it's so scary. Like you don't know how much you charge, right? Yeah, I have no idea international shipping. And it, it just it's a world I don't know anything about. So I, I to me, I was thinking it's going to sell locally. I'm just going to hold off. Uh, but I'm sure there's probably quite a few items that are sitting waiting to be sold that aren't selling probably because I'm not doing international shipping, right? So is there anything? So, okay, so you're scared about the cost of shipping. No. And, did you have any other fears like that were kind of like, hey, I don't know if I want to do this? I mean, cost is a big one. Uh, the other one is, you know, and, and we talked about it a little bit in a previous episode, so I, I already have some of my fears relieved as far as how do I know it's going to get where it's supposed to go, right? Because eBay d- does pretty good with that. But, uh, you know, it's just, I don't know, there's just something about it going overseas or going somewhere to another country. Um, I I don't know. It's I, I started selling stuff, Craigslist, right? So people came to me. Now I'm shipping across the United States. The idea of shipping to another country is still a little daunting. Okay, I get it. So what are you worried about, like, shipping it? Like, okay, let's say you get it packed, the price is right. What are you worried about, like, when you ship it? I mean, honestly, if if I were at the point where I've got the pricing right and I've packed it and I've shipped it, probably wouldn't be worried about too much. I think the worry is the just the initial fear of uh, how do I know how to price it? How do I know it was going to be a lot more extra research as, as far as that goes? And, and then, yeah, what... What happens if it gets stuck in customs for a month and it doesn't get to the customer and then they leave me a bad review and I don't know. There's just a lot of fears. Okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, is there something else I should be worried I, I about? I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to think, you know, worst case scenario. I know I was scared of international shipping. I think it was probably by my 10th item on eBay that I had sold. This was like five, six years ago that I really was contemplating international. You know, I had heard a lot of people talk about it and... But then what, what scared me was, like, all the paperwork, too. Like, you talk about customs, right? right. So, so there's extra paperwork that you have to fill out, right? Or, you know, what if it does get stuck in customs? Or what if you send something that is illegal? Right. Yeah, right? in that country. I mean, who knows, right? Like a certain electronic device. Or, or we just talked about in our last episode about having free returns, right? Oh, yeah, okay. okay you I don't know if that applies to, to international, uh, though. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just it's just something I'm thinking about, so... Okay. 
you know, and those are all real fears. And and I remember going through that. I remember, uh, you know, years ago when I was with my wife, I I had discussed this idea of, hey, let's go, let's go sell like things international because there's so much of more of a market. And I remember, you know, she was freaking out, same fears. I actually had some of those fears too. My biggest one was, what if I'm sending something somewhere and it just disappears? Mm. Like I'm not, like I don't. I don't know, it's weird, but I, you know, my parents are from, like, Latin America, but I, I always had this, like, mistrust of the police in Latin America. Mm. You know, and I know we're in our culture right now, there's a lot of mistrust going around everywhere by everybody. But I remember, like, going, hey, if something goes missing, like, are really people going to care about this guy from San Diego calling about a $50 pair of shoes? Right. Like, they get, they have bigger items to deal with. And so I, I never really wanted to go with that. And so it kind of held me back. But then eBay had this uh, global shipping program. Have you heard about it? You mentioned it in a previous podcast, but I haven't I haven't used it yet. Okay, now, again, this is going to sound like an infomercial right here. <laughs> I promise you we are not sponsored by eBay, right? You're just trying to help us make more money, right? Like, I want to make yeah. more money. So if, if international shipping does that, like, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so you can go the normal international shipping route, right? And think about it. I mean, one of the advantages, right, we talked about this where – you know, local, you have a small market to work right. with, right? And then you go within the U.S. and you have about 300 million or 350 million, okay? And then when you go global, you have like 7 billion people. Mm. Right now, not all of them have access to eBay, right? but let's say even half of them do. We're talking about, you know, 3.5 billion people, right? So your market expands. So if you're not going global, like you are definitely shutting out like a massive amount mm. of customers. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm even thinking about that with some of the items that I've got um, right now that I need to list that are very specific. You know, some American products, and I'm thinking there's probably some people in like the UK, for instance, that might you know want this item, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, international shipping would be good, uh, but is is it is it something like you just have it on on all of your items? Like it's people from international can can. Or do they have to message you and say, like, hey, I'd like to buy this, and then you negotiate with them? No, no. So it's both. It's kind of with eBay's global shipping, it's just like a regular sale. Like, it's not any difference, any different. The only difference is you're just going to ship everything to the same place. Okay. So eBay has, like, this relationship with uh, a shipping center over in Kentucky. And whenever you sell anything through the global shipping program, you just ship it to them. Okay. And then they take care of the rest. Mm. And you don't have to worry about any of it. Okay, so i give you an example. Um, you know, like those shoes. I, I think I've talked about those shoes. The Kill Bill shoes? The Kill Bill shoes. Yep. Was that episode one? I think one or two, yeah. Something like that. And I remember, like, thinking to myself, wow, if I had to ship these to Brazil. And, you know, I always hear about, you know, things that are kind of, t- you know, tenuous in Brazil. And I've heard of stories of people losing stuff. Mm. And with those shoes, you know, I was kind of worried, like, what am I going to do? Well, you know, the person only paid, you know, for shipping to Kentucky to me, and then they paid the rest to eBay. And so with those shoes, and there's two things about the shoes. Number one, obviously no one in the U.S. was interested to pay 500 something dollars mm. for those shoes, right? So I ended up finding a buyer out of the $3.5 There was someone that wanted those shoes, and they were willing to pay the money. Okay, on top of that, they paid $11.99 for me to ship a priority to Kentucky. And then they paid all the customs. They paid everything up front. 
I didn't have to worry about it. Mm. Right? And it made it to Brazil, and that's it. Nice. No, it was good. So is it kind of like as long as it makes it to Kentucky, then, like, your hands are clean? Like, you're good? Yeah. The product? I would okay. say, yeah. I, uh, You know, I, um, I've had a couple stories. Uh, one of them is, <laughs> this is kind of crazy. So I bought, like, this Wheel of Fortune watch. That's not weird, a Wheel of Fortune watch. Sounds pretty sweet. And, but it was in a box that was sealed. And I had no idea what was in the box. And you can't open it because it's sealed. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed this, you know, I grabbed this box at the thrift store, paid five bucks, and I sold it to somebody in England for like $50. And this was within like two weeks of going, of turning on uh, global shipping through eBay. And by the way, you can turn on global shipping for everything. Now, there are some items that eBay will tell you this can't be global. So you got to make a choice whether you still want to sell it globally or you're just going to keep it domestic. Mm. Because if, if they, they won't do it, then you really are responsible for everything. Gotcha. So I bought this Wheel of Fortune thing and I shipped it out. Well, you know, three weeks later, I get this pretty upset message. And in it, they're like, hey, I bought this. I thought this was new. I thought this was sealed. And it was all broken when I opened oh, it. Oh, no. And so I'm like, oh, what am I going to do here? Like, are they going to leave me negative feedback? And so I thought about it. I go, maybe there's a chance that it broke in transit. So I emailed and I, I messaged them through the, by the way, make sure you always message through eBay. Mm. Always, always, always. Right? It's for your protection. Yeah, don't use like your own personal email address. No, because sometimes buyers will do that. They'll email you. Like somehow they, I, I know of some sellers that get phone calls. Whoa. Yeah, isn't that weird? It's a little scary. It is kind of scary. Yeah. It's kind of weird. So, so I, I said, hey, I have no idea. Like, I really didn't. You know, I don't know what happened. Maybe it was broken in transit over the shipping. And I said, you're going to have to call eBay. And so that's another plus. Like, eBay handles that. Mm. Like, you do not have to, you know, deal with the refund or any of that. And sure enough, eBay did. E- you know, they got a hold of eBay. eBay, re- eBay refunded them. They didn't take money from me. I kept my money. And all was good. That's nice. Now, going, I mean, this is maybe applies both to international and domestic shipping. Uh, but when it comes to things like, you know, you're, you're shipping to the post office or through UPS and, and certain items already have like insurance on them, like up to a certain amount per package. Have you ever had to utilize that insurance? Like, is that an easy process? Is that a... You mean domestic or international? Yeah, it could be either. But, like, you're shipping something and it says, like, okay, you have up to $50 or $100 of insurance on this box when it ships. Yeah. Have you ever had to deal with a case with that? I did. I haven't had any international, but I, I one one situation I had domestically was weird. I, I shipped out a pair of boots and only one boot made it. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're both sealed in the same box? Yes, they're both oh, in the same box. And, and the way I pack my items is... I, I take the shoes. I usually use medium flat rate boxes. So, by the way, those are free from the post office, right? Did you Have you ordered some of those yet? Yep, yep. Okay, so you just go online, make an account, and they will ship them to you for free. The only time you got to pay is when you got to ship them out. And hopefully, you know, if it's something that you're charging the buyer, it's not going to cost you anything. So look into that. By the way, the best item to get is the padded flat rate envelope. Have you picked those up? Um. <laughs> I mean, I've got the ones that are actually in the post office. I haven't ordered any any from them. So these aren't in the post office. Okay. Like you have to order them, but like it if if it fits, it ships. What's the cost on the 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 to ship it? What's the shipping? I think it's six ninety five now. Oh, that's not too bad. So sometimes, like if I see like women's shoes that'll fit, I'll put it at six ninety five. Mm. 
right? And people like that. Uh, and you can fit like, let's say you have a heavier shirt that won't go first class, right? You can just kind of just, I, I I put full on hoodies in these nice. headed, sometimes a jacket. Like, I mean, it's, it's taking some like brute strength yeah, to get it in there. Get your elbow in there and push it down. Yeah, but I've never had a, con- I've never had a complaint. Nice. Like people are, will- you know, if, if they're getting a good rate, they're willing right. to do it. So back to the boot story. So I don't know what happened. This person got one boot. Now, this this insurance this is another reason to get an eBay store. eBay automatically, like, you get $50 coverage from the post office, but because you're doing it through eBay, uh-huh. you get $100 coverage, right, for free. Not bad. So I, I sent the, and this is through the post office. There's another insurance, and we'll talk about that a little bit. And I sent out these boots and one boot. I have no idea. So the way I pack things, I put each shoe separately in either a poly bag mm-hmm. or a priority uh, Tyvek envelope or whatever, and I put them in the box. So I don't know what the post office was thinking. Maybe caught up in the machine, but they sent me pictures, and the box was, like, tore open, resealed, and taped over, and I guess they only put one boot back. Oh, jeez. So I don't know what happened to the other boot. That's bizarre. It was bizarre. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to have to deal with the insurance claim. But it really wasn't difficult. Hmm. So what I did is, you, what you want to do is you want to make sure that the buyer takes care of it. Okay. Okay, so that's the first thing. Like, they, if there's ever an issue that comes up, they have to deal with their local post office. Okay. There's only so much you can do on your end. Right. Right, because usually it gets resolved. All the time I'll get these messages like, my package hasn't arrived or it's lost. And I say, hey, just get a hold of your post office. If you don't hear anything you know, from the post office, or if you never find it, let me know, right? And uh, I got to give credit to Scavenger Life for this. They're very big on this thing. They call it the silent treatment. And it's unless somebody is messaging you with a request, mm-hmm. don't answer them. Hmm. Does that sound weird, right? Yeah. It seems like maybe counterintuitive as far as that customer service, but... But it, but it, but it's, it it's works. Worked. Huh. Like, sometimes people just want to rant at you. Right. Unless they're requesting something. Now, I, I'm always a fan, like, Customer is always right. Like right. you got to tend to the customer, but sometimes they'll just tell you something like, "My package hasn't arrived," so I'll say, "Hey, let me know." And then if I don't hear anything, like I won't message them again. Gotcha. I'm guessing everything got resolved. Right. And I haven't had an issue. My feedback still is good, you know, up to this point. So, long story short, they contacted the post office. They made a case with the post office. Uh, I contacted the post office. You have to go on their website. And there's an insurance claim that you make, and you fill out all the information, you load up any pictures. And then over time, they sent me a check. And I was good. So my boots were covered, and I was good to go. Good to go. Nice. And it was pretty streamlined. You also can use ship cover, which is the other option they give Mm -hmm. you. I like ship cover. They seem to be a lot faster than the post office. I've had things lost, too, or broken. And they've resolved it right away. Mm. So there's that. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Yeah, not too bad. Okay, so international shipping, something goes wrong, they cover it. I mean, it sounds pretty good. I mean, maybe it's just something I should do. Is it something I need a store for? Like, or, or can you just be a regular seller for the global? You could be a regular seller. Regular seller. You can sell international still. But I would say, you know, think about the other advantages. Like, you had talked about there are sometimes items that you think, you know, somebody in the UK might want. Elaborate on that. Like, what what are you talking about? Like, 
I mean, just as an example, and I mean, I, I know that this is a business that's all over the place, but um, I, I, I put out an Instagram video uh, a little while ago about a Apple hat that I got, right? Okay, so, okay. So that was a this, sweet hat, by the way. It's, it's pretty How much awesome did you pay hat. for that? Uh, 50 cents. Okay, and that wasn't yeah. your uh, hustle of the week, the last. No, podcast? it might be an upcoming hustle of the week if I don't. Yeah, you know, but I'm I, sure you'll get some other. Yeah, hustle I'm gonna get in. something else. Okay, uh, but maybe once it sells, it'll be a hustle of the week. So I get this this hat for fifty cents. It's a vintage Apple snapback trucker style hat, and you know, I, I know it's gonna sell. It's gonna probably get me pretty good money, but. You never know. Yeah, there might be somebody in in Japan or the UK or somewhere else that that loves Apple product, and this item might be even more rare there than it is here, right? So, uh, by if I'm the only seller with it or the only seller that's selling internationally, that might open up the door to that person who loves Apple product but doesn't have access to some of the you know stuff that was only released in America. That's a good point. And what's crazy is, do you remember the Snoopy movie? I know you were like at the midnight screening. Uh, is it, I remember like two years ago, like you're like, hey, you like this is a new you movie. You put on your Charlie Brown outfit yeah, and you're no, like, didn't do you it. shaved your beard <laughs> and you're like, I'm gonna. Do you remember that? No. Okay, no. that didn't happen. All right, but so Snoopy movie was coming out and Snoopy was a big deal. Mm. Hey, this is probably three years ago. Some of you resellers have been in the game for a while. Maybe you remember this. And I remember I scooped up anything Snoopy that was vintage. And I remember I picked up all these like small like piggy banks. Probably, like, one was, like, maybe uh, five inches tall or something. I'll probably put this on the Instagram and, and share with everyone. And I was selling these piggy banks. I remember I bought, I want to say, about 10 to 15 at a garage sale for about five bucks a pop. And, man, they were selling for, like, 100 to $200 each hmm. to people in Japan. Huh. Like, for whatever, whatever reason, like. That was the market for it? That was the market for it. Huh. And I sold a ton of them. And actually, I sold one. I, I still had, like, two or three left over after the Snoopy craze. And the movie was, eh. You know, people were, like, their childhood dreams were, like, broken. Mm. And it wasn't what they remember from, you know, the Charlie Brown Christmas episode. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I still had some left. And I actually, I want to say about five months ago, I, I sold one. It was a Snoopy, and he had, like, a raincoat on and a rain hat. And it literally, it's, it's tiny. Mm. I mean, it, it didn't weigh more than a two pounds, maybe. And it sold for $70, and they paid the shipping. So I would have not had those sales had I not gone global. Interesting. And speaking of Snoopy, this might be a, this might be a bolo. I haven't really done the research on this, so I don't want to throw it out there as like 100%, you know, take it to the bank. But my wife and I uh, took my son to Knott's Berry Farm actually just a, a few days ago. Okay. And at Knott's Berry Farm, it's, it's peanuts, right? So it's Snoopy and Charlie Brown. And yeah. And so we're trying to find a toy for him, and we didn't want to get a stuffed animal because we have so many stuffed animals already. We wanted to get something that was like a harder toy that he could chew on. Okay. And so the only thing they had close to this were those, is it Pop or those, is that the name of the little figurines? The Funko Pop? Yeah. So, okay. So that's that's what they were, but they had they had everything but Snoopy. And every single one that we went to, there was no Snoopy ones. Like they're just, Interesting. Just, it didn't exist there at the store, but they showed on the back of the pictures that that was one of them. So... So maybe that's a thing right now. If you see a, a Snoopy Funko Pop, oh, could it, be. Might be, it might be one that's worth money because it was not anywhere. Yeah, check it out on eBay. Who knows? It, it could be they go for 50 cents. If so, sorry. I apologize. It's all good. Do your research, right? Yeah, do your, do research. your research. And watch episode three. And make sure to be relevant, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's a big thing, yeah. like being relevant. And 
again, you you limit like your market if you don't go global. I, another story. I mean, this is gonna be like story time with Orlando. I'm sorry. Hey, I've got nothing to <clears throat> contribute for global shipping, so please <laughs> okay. just keep it going. So, I there's this train set, uh, and I'm actually selling another one, but I, I think it's called uh, Holiday Express uh, Bright Train Set or something like that. You can find it uh, on eBay. I just type in like Bright Holiday Express Train Set, and I bought this train set, and I I think I paid I paid like eighty dollars for it at a Goodwill. And it was missing some tracks. So I went online on eBay and I bought, you know, the missing tracks. Mm. And I spent, it was really annoying because with these train sets, like the elect, the, the electricity has to run on a current. And so everything has to be aligned just right or mm. your train will stop running. So I spent like three, four hours. I wanted to shoot a video. So I had this train and I had seen that it was selling for like seven or $800. Wow. Right? So it was worth it to me to spend right. the time. But I also was, like, worried because this thing was huge. I'm not talking about, like, huge, like, this would go in a large flat rate box. I'm talking about something that was, I want to say, probably, like, 38 by 40 by, like, 20 inches, right? And then on top of that, you got to find a box. Right. You got to put padding around it, and you have to make sure it's going to be, like, a crate, basically. It wasn't it wasn't crazy status. Like that would have been scary. Yeah. But it was pretty big. And for a long time, you know, I put in all this work. I'm like, this this is never gonna sell. Mm-hmm. Like, and what if somebody buys it and it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. Right? Or like they can't get the train on their right. So sure enough, like within I would say five months closer to Christmas time, again, we're going back to Spain. Some guy in Spain bought it. Huh. They, they, I had it up for I think seven hundred fifty dollars, and they offered me five hundred fifty dollars. And this is the crazy part: so it cost a hundred dollars to ship from California to Kentucky. Then they paid another four hundred dollars to ship from Kentucky to Spain. And I think customs was extra. I didn't see what the customs cost because I don't think eBay tells you what the customs mm. cost. But they're willing to, the guy did it. That makes me wonder, like, is that, was the item worth even more? Or was it just like that guy had to have it and that was the only way to get it was to pay that kind of money? Well, I, I don't know how many of those train sets are in Europe. Oh. I mean, it was a made in USA product, mm-hmm. right? So the guy, unless, you know, he traveled to the US, which would have probably cost him more. Right. And if this guy was maybe a collector. Maybe he was related to the royalty in Spain. I, I don't know. Whatever reason, he wanted this train mm-hmm. set. And so, again, it, it validated for me, like, global shipping's a big deal. Well, how much, what percentage would you say of your sales goes international? Probably 20%. Wow. I need to turn it on. I feel like I'm missing out. And, and most of the items, people pay full price. Hmm. Like, it's very rare I'll get an offer. Sometimes I'll get offers from people in Canada because Canada, Canadians get pretty annoyed because it's not that far. And hmm. actually, if you ship... Without the global shipping program, it's probably cheaper to like ship a shirt or a jacket. Right. But I'll still do it. Uh, there's another protection we haven't talked about is that eBay will remove any negative feedback you get from a global shipping. Really? As far as I know. I, I don't know if it's still written in policy, but I had a few scenarios. Like I had a guy, he bought a shirt one time and he claimed that it was supposed to be short sleeve, but it was long sleeve, even though my picture showed it was long sleeve. Uh, and 
I called eBay and they didn't even ask me why. They just said, hey, you ship this to the global shipping program or removing your negative feedback. Huh. Right. Oh. I had another scenario. I, I forget what it was. It was some kind of electronic and it didn't work when it got to them. And the person was like ballistic, going angry. And they gave me negative feedback. And it wasn't like terrible negative feedback. Like sometimes eBay will remove negative feedback if it's like malicious mm. or mean. It was just normal. You know, item didn't work. Defective, negative feedback. And I called eBay and, you know, within two minutes of talking to the representative. It's removed. like almost no questions asked. It was, it went to Kentucky, so you're good kind of a. Yeah. Nice. I mean, and, and it, the reality is we have no idea, like, what happens after Kentucky. Right. Right. And and eBay has actually, I think, yeah, they have. I've sold things to China now. Mm. So think about it. I mean, how many people are in China? Yeah, no, a lot. <laughs> All right? A lot. Yeah. We're talking about like 2 billion people or yeah. 3 billion. I don't know. It's a lot. And, and we're talking about countries, too. There are obviously established countries that have strong economic systems. And then there are up-and-coming countries that are developing strong economic systems that are just now getting access to things, these collectible items, these things that maybe have always been out of reach, whether it was just the money wasn't in the country or they didn't have access to the, the platforms and sources. And so, yeah, you're, you're literally opening up your items to people who just have never had access to potentially to these items before. Right. And not saying that all of them are going to those types of countries, but, but just imagine if you're a country that has grown up watching TV shows of things in the United States. And now, you know, you're, you're starting to make more money as a country and now you can buy those things from eBay, right? Not the mass-produced stuff, but like the one-of-a-kind things that you get on eBay. So, and eBay's shipping shipping program just makes it so easy. Mm. Like, think about it. You just gotta get it to Kentucky. So there is no fear of like, oh, like you gotta pack it obviously to make it to the international destination. Right. But I've also heard stories that eBay maybe repacks, repacks some items. Huh. I'm not sure. I've never like seen any concrete pictures. But it's been a legit program. Like, I've, I have I would say a lot of my big-ticket items, probably, I would say 99% of my big-ticket items have gone international. Hmm, interesting. So well, definitely. I mean, that definitely tells me I need, to, I need to have it on. And going along with that, I think there is that fear of, you know, when, when you're shipping it to another state or you're shipping it next door, I think, you know, you pack well because you don't want it to break, but there's something about it going on an airplane and going on a boat and then going to, you know, people that you don't know how they're going to treat the package. Cause I mean, as it is, I had a, a UPS guy and it was UPS. It wasn't, cause you know how sometimes the, like the, the Amazon fulfillment, you know, shippers, I feel like it's just somebody, <laughs> the random van yeah, sometimes. pulls up in a car, you know? Yeah. But this was a UPS guy took a box and threw it over my fence. We were sitting, having, having nice. dinner, we saw it and we heard, cause it was a, a box full of, um, uh, baby food jars, right? So we had ordered like like two months worth of baby food jars, and he throws this box over the fence. And as we're sitting, we watch his arms go over and throw it, and he walks away. And we just hear, and they oh almost goodness. all broke, like glass everywhere. And oh. so thinking about like, you never know how someone's going to take that box. Are they going to throw it and chuck it? And then when you're thinking about it going overseas, but but knowing that that eBay kind of helps ensure that. The item is going to get where it's going to go, that it's packaged the way it needs to be packaged. Um, and if things go wrong, they're going to cover you. That, that certainly eases some of those fears. Yeah, I think pretty much all fears are, are gone. You yeah. know what I mean? It's You're not going to lose money on it. Mm -hmm. Your item is going to make it. eBay has put barriers 
beforehand. Like you're not, you know, I've never had something where it's like something got stuck in customs, and so therefore, you know, you're not going to get, get your money. Like it's it's yeah. not it's not a problem anymore. And I want to talk to those of you that are veteran resellers that haven't done the eBay Global Shipping Program, and I know there's reasons. Like one of them is you do you do lose some buyers. I will say that. Like I would, you know, I've had some people internationally that said, hey, you know, can you just ship this outside of eBay's global shipping program? Because, you know, it's really expensive and they they break down the cost. Mm. And so I've lost some of them. But I want to say I probably have gained a lot more by doing the eBay global shipping program because I'm more confident. Right. I'm willing to sell these items. I'm willing to have these sent out to, you know, every part of the world that eBay allows. Mm. And so, you know, I encourage people, you know, just check it out. Again, we're not sponsored by eBay. It's just I, we want to help you be able to, you know, increase your market uh, to be able to make more profits. Yeah. And, hey, if you've got a, a, a international or global shipping story uh, of your own, uh, let us know, right? Send us a, send us something on, on Twitter, right? It's, we're at Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter uh, or hit us up on Instagram, Pure Hustle Podcast. Uh, and let us know your stories, right? Did you have do you have good experience, bad experience, uh, and, and just share the wealth? So yeah, we, we may get a lot of like bad experiences. Yeah. We might be coming on the next podcast and say, "Stop, never ship internationally," right? Like, and then we'll yeah, and then or, or we're gonna have to pull this podcast. Yeah, but I mean, as far as 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 you know, this is a good thing. This is it works for you, and that's all we can do is right say what works for us. Um, and so yeah, let us know your experiences and stories, and um, you know, share the wealth. All right. So, hey, hopefully we've, you found this very helpful to us. Make sure, again, to uh, like, comment, and subscribe us on YouTube. If you want to contact us, we're uh, purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. Or by phone, you want to leave us a message, uh, 619-738-1170. And on social media, like you already said, yep. you can find us on Insta, Facebook, Pure Hustle Podcast, and on Twitter and Snapchat, Pure Hustle Cast. Yeah, and, and just just share the love, right? Like, let us know what you're doing uh, give us your hustles of the week. Give us your bolos. Um, we're constantly posting up things throughout the week when we're at thrift stores, things we're finding. Uh, and you never know. Like, you, you could be doing this for years, and we find something that, that you didn't realize. And there's, I mean, I'm still learning a ton, but, you know, you might have something that, that Orlando has never seen before, and, and we're passing up on it all the time. So uh, let's just be a strong community. Follow us. We'll follow you, and we're just going to grow together. Yeah, and, and remember, eBay Global Shipping, maybe there's a lot of things I've missed or maybe that you've learned that have helped you navigate it or maybe even increase your sales. So you never know. And that's the end, right? Like, we're all trying to make more money and help each other make more money. So. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that ends our episode discussing international shipping. That wasn't so bad, right? It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, you've definitely convinced me to turn on global shipping, and we'll see uh, – We'll see if I make some money, and we'll let you guys know. Okay, we'll keep you posted. Hey, this is Orlando. I'm Mike. Make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace.